0: Well, welcome on this absolutely glorious morning. Isn't it lovely? No rain, no wind, no sleet, nor snow. It's so beautiful to be sitting here in the sunshine. I don't want to complain about the sunshine, but it is kind of bright, isn't it? It's just lovely. Uh, So fresh from the excitement of the last couple of days and this whole season where our sense of expectation has been so high as we've been building and building and building up to Christmas Eve and then Christmas Day yesterday. We've heard stories about wise men and shepherds and a donkey and, of course, the baby. And so now we've celebrated the birth of Jesus and emptied into Christmastide, the couple of weeks when finally we get to sing every carol that we've been waiting for and watch around every corner for angels. Because the good news is true. Christ was born in Bethlehem. And in one sense... Our waiting is now over but it's not enough to just see the baby born and move on not enough to just believe not enough even to just love because i think we need to let the truth of this moment change us as we discover how we fit in to this big story now I want you to think back over all the gospel readings you've heard over the last two or three days, and I don't know how you listen to um, the message when it's written, read out to you and when you hear scripture, but sometimes it can be really delightful to kind of imagine yourself as part of the scene. So if you think back to kind of the, the sort of structure of the Christmas story, I mean, put your hands up if you have really felt yourself identifying with maybe um, Mary or Joseph, or Jesus. Come on, hands up. Come on, one of those. I'll give you all three as an option because then you're kind of safe. You can quietly know which one of those you want to identify with. Okay, or maybe uh, you identified with the shepherds. Okay, a few, a few of you are identifying the shepherds. What about the sages? I refuse to call them wise men, the sages, the wise people who came from the East. Okay, a few of you are feeling kind of sage-like about it. People who are traveling and seeking and looking for, for truth shepherds up on a hill, amazed by the angels. Or maybe, what about an innkeeper? Do any of you sometimes feel, to be honest, over the last few days, I have felt a little bit (laughs) like an innkeeper. Um, You know, we've had 11 to 13 people in our house at every moment, um, some of them under the age of two. It's been lively. um, So yeah, innkeepers. A lot of us probably have felt like that over these last few days. And those of you who wanted to be like Mary, maybe you're feeling willing and obedient and fiercely gentle, or Joseph, stalwart and steadfast and courageous. Well, all of those things are possibilities, but when we read scripture, kind of strangely, it's rather more likely that the metaphor of us being sheep is used. So think for a moment about a sheep. I wish I could have brought one. I did look up online to see how much it would have cost, but it was expensive, and I've had bad experiences with sheep. But anyway um think about a sheep they smell they're not very smart they're pretty incompetent um i don't know if you've ever touched a sheep but their wool is not like a nice soft sweater it smells and has twigs in it and other stuff um it's not nice ask becky afterwards she loves to weave wool so she gets it kind of raw it's not very pleasant i wonder if you've ever watched a sheep looking for food Honestly, if it's in front of it, it'll eat it. I know some people like that, Um, so yeah. But uh, uh, they don't tend to strategize about where the next meal is coming from. They will eat what is before them. Can you imagine a sheep being attacked by a wolf? It might bar a lot, but it's not going to kind of reach into its pocket for a, you know, quick knife or stick. It's going to just stand there. Sheep are unable to protect themselves. I guess they might run but not very fast. So I wonder if you've ever seen a sheep solve a problem with any level of complexity. They can't medicate themselves when they get sick, they don't know where to find a doctor. All in all, it's a little bit kind of embarrassing to be identified as a sheep. And it doesn't just happen once in scripture, it happens repeatedly. Honestly, we went to the zoo last week, and if I was going to be compared to something animal-like, I would much rather be compared to, like, a lion or maybe an orangutan, because they are so cool. <laughs> Being compared to a creature which has almost no capacity or ability to do anything on their own is not that, not that fun, really. So when we compare to sheep, Jesus is not complimenting us. And so listen, my dear fellow sheep, to what our good shepherd Jesus suggests in that passage we just heard read from John. His primary suggestion is that we relax into it. Accept it. We look for the good in it. Don't fight it. We can't get out of it. We are sheep. So he's used this image for a good reason. Sheep were no smarter 2,000 years ago. His primary advice is that we need to learn to listen to the shepherd Jesus' voice. That we need to flee from other voices. That we need to focus on the one who is leading us that we need ultimately to delight in being shepherded, that we need to get to know the shepherd. Sometimes it's said that um, shepherds would smell like their sheep, but perhaps sheep should also get to smell a bit like their shepherd. And we will begin to know Jesus as we watch him, read about him, listen to him, follow him, trust him. And so let's look for a moment at what we learn from that passage in John about what it is that a shepherd does as Jesus explains it. He says that he is the one who leads through the door and that the gatekeeper recognizes his voice and opens the gate. Jesus is the only, only one who has the authority to be your true leader. There are a lot, thousands, tens of thousands, possibly millions of false leaders or concepts of leadership or concepts that will seek to get our attention things that will lead us into all sorts of paths, even perhaps more righteous-sounding behavior, let alone down darker paths into areas of overt darkness. There are lots of subtle ways we follow bad leaders when we choose expedience over integrity, immediacy over longevity, lukewarm comfort over piercing truth. But then Jesus goes on and he says he's not only the gatekeeper, but he's also the gate. And so he pushes it a little further and he talks about actually being the one who forms the sheepfold. So sheep, we need to be grateful for the gifts and attributes of the shepherd who builds us into a community. The shepherd knows your name and calls it. To be honest, being known is all of our deepest longing. So little sheep, remember that Jesus chooses you. He's aware of your limitations. He doesn't want you to be anything else other than a sheep. He knows your name and he does call you. And then Jesus reminds us that he lays down his life and is willing to go far beyond and above for his sheep. Despite the fact that the value of the life of a person is many more times that of a sheep, Jesus is the baby who grows into a man and is divine Jesus lays down everything to be our shepherd and he is good so good there is nothing not good in his person or behavior character or outlook and then there's that final line in that discourse where he says he has many sheep sheep that don't belong in this fold a promise of unity in the future and so even as we see divisions around us within the church as well as beyond i find this such a heartening voice that Jesus knows all his sheep, and he will call them all, even perhaps ones where we don't know if they are more goats-like or sheep-like. Jesus knows and distinguishes and calls the sheep he wants to call, and the shepherd protects. Jesus owns us and marks us with the Holy Spirit, filling us with the ongoing presence of God to lead and direct us and he will lead us to good pasture. He wants us to have a good life, and he wants it to have an abundance. So today, as you go home, give some thought to what it means to be a sheep with Jesus, your good shepherd, and take time, perhaps, to ruefully glance at your sheep-like capacity, and accept it, and think, okay, I'm a sheep, not a camel, not a donkey, I'm a sheep. Today, we are recognizing a very important thing that today for Amy marks an important moment in her long walk to become an under shepherd in the line of Jesus. Her preparation for this moment is over. She's done like a billion years of seminary. She has uh, studied and prayed and gone on retreats. She has thought and discoursed and discussed and she is going to make some promises shortly. The bishop, the shepherd to all the clergy, will lay his hands on her as hands were laid on him. And she will make voluntarily and joyfully the decision to step into the calling to be a shepherd. Not the shepherd, but a shepherd. And then will continue a lifetime of learning from Jesus about how to become a good shepherd. And so there are a few things I wanted to just point out to Amy today about the good habits of healthy shepherds. Amy, don't move too fast. Sheep need time to graze and drink water and sleep. So don't rush your sheep. Because then if you want to track down lost sheep, you will have the margin to do that. I love the image of you walking slowly through this neighborhood keeping your eyes open for the sheep who are caught in the brambles. Amy, you will need to increasingly listen to your sheep. You already do this so well. But they will make it known if they are hungry or thirsty or sore. And so rejoice in the time that you get to be with them when they need thorns taken out of their feet or burrs removed from their wool. You are charged with helping your sheep find good nourishment, to lead them into places of health and orthodoxy and consistency, and you are asked to provide teaching in small groups and opportunities for accountability. I would also urge you to take time to sit around the fire with other shepherds, to give yourself space to listen from the wise, old, crinkly ones, as well as get inspiration from the young, enthusiastic ones. Keep short accounts with local shepherds. Neither threaten nor feel threatened. There are a lot of sheep. Keep your shepherd's staff to hand, being aware that your sheep are vulnerable and there are always wolves. Wolves are attracted to sheep, so you can expect them to be close by. And so as a priest, you have a responsibility for your sheep's safety, a responsibility to pray and engage in spiritual warfare to teach about the dangers of sin and temptation. It is a significant part of your job to protect. Anticipate baby sheep. Develop safe spaces where they too can learn and mature. Your task as a shepherd is to remind people of their need of and reliance on God, always drawing people back to dependence and reliance on Him and to crying out to the Holy Spirit for infilling and guidance as you lead. It's unlikely that you are asked literally to die for your sheep. Perhaps you might be, but in so many small ways, in the daily challenge of putting them first, of caring for their perhaps sometimes small concerns and sometimes major, life-changing, threatening concerns. You will have to allow them to take your time and your energy. Hence the need for margins. Learn to speak sheep. Don't speak giraffe. They need sheep talk. Keep it sheep level. I seem to have been feeling this when I read, wrote this, because for the fourth time I've written, you will be tired. <laughs> <laughs> Keep up your energy. Make sure you sleep. Take breaks. Eat well. Exercise. Amy, you have worked so hard to reach this point, and now the next adventure begins. I'm so proud of seeing, not proud, but so delighted in the way that seeing how you have developed as a deacon, as a pastor, and as the bishop charges you, examines you, and lays hands on you, there will be a shift in the heavens. You will be given authority, use it wisely. You will be given a new title of priest, acknowledge its dignity, You will be offered new tasks to perform, the opportunities to celebrate the sacraments. Treat them with respect. Later, in a few months' time, you will be installed as rector. God has called you and will equip you. The calling on your life is true. Not simple, not easy, not straightforward, but it's true. Step into it with courage, knowing that you don't do it alone. The Holy Spirit is in and with you. God himself will teach you. And where's your community say we love you and affirm this decision with every part and fiber of our being. We are so grateful and delighted that you are taking this step. And by our words and prayers together, including me, we publicly say, please shepherd us. We are delighted to be sheep in this flock and so shepherd us with joy. Amen.